Hello, Silverliners. It's time for episode nine of the Lunch Ladies News Wrap. I'm the world's strongest woman and managing editor, Elizabeth Coyne, and I'm here with my sharpshooter, sword swallower, and executive editor, Diana Gubert. Well, you know, if my throat is a little scratchy this week, folks, you know why. Too many swords, Diana. You're crazy to swallow those swords. Silverliners, we're off to a good start with a little sideshow action in the form of this week's appetizer, which is focused on Unilever. Earlier this year, the company which owns food brands, including uh, my favorite Ben & Jerry's, Hellman's Mayonnaise, and Noor, ooh, food seasonings, became a cloud-only enterprise working with Microsoft and Accenture to, mi- uh, to migrate all of its operations to the cloud. The company said that it expects advanced analytics in the cloud to help them make better business decisions. What do you make of that, Diana? I know Unilever, I think, has something like 400 consumer brands in total. That must have been a huge migration project. And also, here's hoping that cloud AI can come up with some new recipes, because no hate to Hellman's, but mayo is gross, and I don't care who knows it. Oh, I like mayo. I'm I'm a mayo fan, especially with French fries. This is a no mayo household over here. I am shocked. Mayo is my husband's nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get to the main attractions for this week. Uh, it includes some stories coming out of Mobile World Congress in Las Vegas, where our reporter Dan Jones has been on the ground at the show. He's been talking to some executives like Samsung, Ericsson, Apple Door, and others about AI, OpenRAN, and more. Um, one of my favorite pieces that he's written about this week stems from a conversation with Ericsson about OpenRAN. Basically, the company wants everyone to know that it's in it for sure. Absolutely, definitely serious about OpenRAN. And that means really for real. So much so that they are apparently planning to bring OpenRAN gear to market for next year. Diana, over to you on that. Sure. I also liked Dan's story on this because he pointed out that Ericsson being an OpenRAN vendor defeats the purpose of one of the main points of OpenRAN, right? OpenRAN is about avoiding vendor lock-in. Yeah. But it's also about broadening the number of competitors in the marketplace. And so for an incumbent like Ericsson to come crashing through the the open RAN door, it's what the heck. You have to imagine that smaller vendors aren't exactly thrilled to hear this. And I do wonder what will happen to them. Dan wrote about that in the story that we posted on the site. I think he mentioned a few. And I mean that on one hand, Ericsson had to make an open RAN play if it didn't want to lose market share. But I can see where smaller vendors could be concerned. Again, Ericsson piece is just one of the stories from Dan at Mobile World Congress this week. And he's also going to talk about the show itself, which is apparently a one-haul wonder this year. So if you've been to Mobile World Congress in Barcelona, you know that in March, we made it to Hall 8, which was the last hall, eight halls. So the fact that this is a one-hall wonder says something about the size of the show this year. Uh, There's also write-ups on Samsung, AI, and more follow-up stories based on his interviews at the show this week. So check those all out. What else do we have for this week, Diana? I wanted to highlight two pieces I wrote this week, and I'm sorry if that seems tooting my own horn. I just really thought they were interesting. One was on the way that cloud hyperscalers are changing the way subsea cables make landfall. So... Basically, rather than terminating in a concrete bunker that is then connected to other points via a land-based backhaul network, hyperscalers are teaming up with partners like Equinix to run their subsea cables instead directly into data centers. And so there are a bunch of reasons for this. One of those is latency. 
But if you haven't read the piece yet, please check it out. I thought that was really interesting. And the second story is actually on DevOps trends. And the takeaway there is that enterprises are having a hard time knowing where to start. I mean, that makes absolute sense, Diana. We hear all the time about security, but you have to imagine consumers are also looking for apps that are fast and feature rich. You mix that in with a talent gap and I can see why enterprises might be having a hard time. Yeah, Liz, that's the point that Dynatrace made in the interview that they had with me. And basically the TLDR version of it is it's easier for enterprises to focus less on deciding where to start in terms of technology and focus more on eliminating steps in the development process that require human intervention. That would be anything that requires a human to sign off, a human to step in and correct, and they can do that through automation. And that frees up resources and makes the whole development cycle run faster. And there's a lot more to it. So again, if you haven't already, go ahead and read that story. Yeah, read our stuff, people. It's good content. And right, speaking of good content, I just wanted to spotlight an op-ed from our founder, Steve Saunders, that ran this week. He looked at the deal with Splunk and Cisco. And Diana, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So Cisco decided to scoop up Splunk. And one of the things that we heard was that Yes, it's good for them, but it also might not go as smoothly as planned. Splunk was not born in the cloud and Cisco could really use some cloud capabilities. Also, there's an AI component to it. So basically, the question is, will Splunk go clunk for Cisco? Very clever headline. (laughs) Definitely check that out, Liz. Did you take anything away from the op-ed? What I like most is that Steve had started mulling this story over, as most of us reporters do. You get an idea, you think about it for a while, and then you reach out to analysts and you get their feedback and their opinions. And they confirmed it. He got a great couple of quotes from Deloro, uh, Mauricio Sanchez, and also VP analyst at Gartner. So he's not alone in thinking that it could maybe not be what is the greatest thing for Cisco, but we'll have to wait and see. They're smart. They know what they're doing. So Diana, this week, let's head over to you for a dessert menu item. And after you give your dessert story, which is always our favorite part of this show, we could talk about what's next for the schedule for next week. Yeah, of course. My dessert story this week will transport us back into the early 2000s when I was in high school. I was not necessarily a theater kid, but I was in the school play that year we were doing Grease, and I was one of the background cheerleaders. And as part of my job, we were supposed to do cartwheels across the stage. So we were rehearsing, and I was doing it in my super stylish bell-bottom jeans, which are now back in style. Don't get me started. They were snug. And so as I was doing a cartwheel with my rear end towards the audience, I split my pants right down the crack and <laughs> ran off stage and hid in a curtain until somebody brought me their sweatshirt. <laughs> I got chills, they're multiplying. I guess if you're going to split your pants on stage for a musical, Grease is the show to do it for. Let me tell you, I, I have the hand jive still memorized. I could do it in my sleep. When I was little, my dream was to be one of the pink ladies. I must admit, we'd put on the record. My, I'm dating myself. You think you're dating yourself with bell bottoms? But like, I was the original bell bottom crew. And <laughs> the OG, we listened OG. to my Grease record in the garage in the summer when it was rainy <laughs> with my neighbors. And we would act out because then it was a movie with John Travolta yeah, yeah. and Olivia oh, Newton yeah. John, which like, who didn't want to be Sandy? And we would listen to the record and just acted out in the garage. It was really fun. 
and I still have that record. Um, One of my husband's, we're very, we're a very strange couple, but we have a great time. And so one of the quotes that he always just randomly spouts out is, Sandy, you can't just walk out of a drive-in. And you can't, you have to think of it in John Travolta's whiny voice. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And he does it so well. I know. Sandy. All right. So let's talk about what's up next week. Besides maybe this weekend, we'll catch up on the viewing of Greece with our (laughs) spouses. But what's up next week on the EdCal, Diana? Sure. We have a story on AI build versus buy. So how hyperscalers are looking at that equation. We're also going to be recapping our top stories from September. And I think Dan is going to have several different pieces from MWC interviews that he's done this week. So stay tuned. You definitely want to catch all of those. They're going to be pretty rad. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So let's wrap things up with a few announcements. Soon, you're going to be able to submit entries for our new cloud awards program. It's called the Cloud Innovation Awards. So keep your eye out for that. We uh, also have a call for speakers for the Cloud Executive Summit open. So if you think you have what it takes to get up on stage in front of cloud executives and talk about all things multi-cloud, AI, zero trust, what else, Diane, are we talking about at the Executive Summit? 5G, automation. Oh, yes. 5G, <laughs> Everything. Yep. All Everything the hot topics. And yep. you have to be able to answer to the people who are in the audience. This is not your mother's telecom or cloud show, people. Yep. Yep. <laughs> this audience is going to ask you some tough questions. So if you think you have what it takes, check out the um, Cloud Executive Summit website and submit for the call for speakers. Also, we've got some other great speakers lined up for that event, uh, including the state of Oklahoma, Assistant Attorney General, talking about cybersecurity and cloud. And we've got a host of great analysts coming to the event to moderate those panels, including Del Oro, Avid Think, and uh, Next Curve. So keep your eye out for that and some more speaker announcements coming soon. Otherwise, Diana, I'm going to hand it over to you for the credits. Sure. This podcast is written and hosted by Elizabeth Coyne and Diana Goober. It is edited and produced by Matt Rickman. That's it, everybody. See you next week. We go to hell like my grandma. See you next week, everybody. Oh.